0: I realized that subject matter experts often had hard time finding a common language due to vast differences in scientific methods and terminology among various earth science disciplines. I thought that rock physics had the best potential to marry those differences.
1: Hello, my name is Andrew Gary, and welcome to Seismic Sound Off: In Depth Conversations in Applied Geophysics. Listeners. We want to hear from you about why you love geophysics. Why did you choose geophysics? What do you love about the science and the work you do? We want to highlight as many of your stories in future episodes, so please email us your answers at podcast at or leave us a message with your story at country code 1-918-497-4627. One of SEG's newest books is Seismic Petrophysics and Quantitative Interpretation by Lev Vernick. I spoke with Wernick about his long history in the field and his new book. Vernick is a geophysics consultant and owner of Seismic Petrophysics LLC in Houston, Texas, and a research professor of geophysics at the University of Houston. He has held various geoscience positions with major oil and gas companies, focusing on seismic petrophysics, AVO modeling analysis, pre stack seismic inversion, and geomechanics. Early praise for his book says it strikes the right balance between the theory and practical application, making this manuscript unique among other publications. And that Vernick has outlined a workflow that elegantly handles the complexities of the subject while maintaining a practical point of view. Join Vernick and other authors of new SEG books at the Dallas annual meeting for a meet and greet, Monday, October 17th, from 2:40 to 3:20. And Tuesday, October 18th, from 9.40 to 10.20 a.m., both in the Wiki Meetup area, located in the SEG Pavilion. Follow SEG on Twitter at SEG underscore ORG for all the details. His interview after the break. So you had the opportunity to drill and investigate the world's
2: deepest well in the Kala Peninsula in Russia. What was this like, and, and how did it impact your life as a professional?
0: Uh, Yes, I was hired right after graduation uh, as a geological engineer. It was in 1973. Uh, Time really flies, right? I can say that I was lucky to join the prominent group of Soviet scientists and engineers trying to answer many questions about the Earth's crust, including, by the way, those uh, raised by geophysicists. It was a research project that was highly visible and prioritized in the former Soviet Union. In fact, it was often tellingly referred to in press as Cosmos 2. The most amazing thing about it was the amount of interdisciplinary science involved. Drillers, geologists, geophysicists, and petrophysicists, you name it. The well reached total depth of about 41,000 feet, which is about 12.3 kilometers in late 80s when I left the country. It still is the deepest, even though no longer the longest well in the world. As a young scientist, I tried to imbibe the knowledge from the best Russian academicians working on the KOLA project. So after 8 years long tenure, I was able to defend my PhD thesis there using data generated on the KOLA well and the research around it. My thesis was on seismic rock properties from cores and wireline logs in relation to prominent seismic reflections. And of course those reflections have been detect- detected previously uh, by uh, seismic surveys in the Precambrian basement around the well site. I also studied the stress state around the well bore using borehole breakouts and geomechanical properties of crystalline rocks to predict well bore stability. And of course, this is a major challenge for any super deep drilling projects, as one might realize. Most importantly, I realized that subject matter experts often had hard time finding a common language due to vast differences in scientific methods and terminology among various earth science disciplines. I thought that rock physics had the best potential to marry those differences. So for the rest of my career, I almost exclusively focused on elements of rock physics and petrophysics related to reflection seismology.
2: It seems like you get into this a little bit on that last question there, but before we explore the book you've written in greater depth, what motivated you to take on this massive task of writing a book?
0: Well, quite simple. Uh, During my geoscience career in the U.S. oil industry that started 21 years ago, I, Boland Smolens, happened to work for five oil and gas companies and almost always my petrophysical models and integrated workflows and quantitative seismic interpretation which is in short, QI, gained fair amount of popularity due to their proven success record in exploration and development. The idea to publish the book came at the sundown of my oil patch career when I felt that those methods could benefit a much broader audience. My desire to write this book met with understanding from my last employer, Marathon Oil, so I enjoyed a certain amount of freedom to use the data. And of course, that helped. So the project was completed for just two years, which I would not consider such a massive task after all, right? Could have been worse.
2: So as you mentioned, you have worked with five oil and gas companies. You've been involved in academia. You run your own company. How has this diversity and breadth of your career impacted your work in this book?
0: Oh, most definitely. I've always mentioned my, uh, so to speak, well" University, right? After that, I was lucky to join Stanford rock physics project in the late 80s. I spent there at Stanford another eight years of my career doing research on seismic rock properties of organic shale and stress magnitude estimation in the subsurface. Focusing on unconventional reservoirs back then, 25 years ago, that is before the shale gas revolution, was quite challenging due to data scarcity. By the way, my color experience with elastic anisotropy came quite handy because organic shales turned out to be strongly anisotropic rocks. However, my greatest leap in expertise was bolstered during my work for oil and gas operators for over 20 years. In this period, by capitalizing on my petrophysics and seismic rock properties skills, I ventured into the domain of seismic interpretation, including ADO and pre-stack inversion. The readers will pro- hopefully realize that the workflows I developed in those two subjects might be useful in their day-to-day operations, I should say, especially in our interdisciplinary team environment.
2: So what you just mentioned there makes me see this book as, as fairly practical. Would you describe this book as more theoretical or more practical?
0: Well, this is a loaded question. Uh, I'm not sure I can provide a concise answer here, but I'll try. Personally, I've described this book as a practical tutorial with solid theoretical underpinnings. You see, some popular rock physics models widely used in our industry are totally heuristic in nature. That means they dramatically distort the existing theories to fit the data. As a result, These models don't quite possess much of the predictive predictive power in terms of such critical parameters as rock composition, microstructure, reservoir properties, and stress state. Alternatively, some some other geoscientists favor empirical models. In this respect, I might add that there is a frequently overlooked paradigm in earth sciences that states that correlation is not causation. Therefore, relying on pure empiricism is never a good idea. On the other hand, our knowledge about the rocks in the subsurface is often rather limited, which, of course, justifies introduction of some empirically derived parameters into solid theoretical concepts. Well, I felt that uh, I needed to discuss some of these controversial ideas. In fact, Professor Kachana and I published a paper in The Leading Edge in 2012 on this very subject, and it was honorably mentioned by the SEG back then. Therefore, I've chosen to include a healthy amount of theoretical analysis. I simply wired it into the predominantly pragmatic approaches. So to reiterate uh, answering this specific question, the rock physics models I present are based on sound theory grounded by calibration to core and waterline log data. What is important, though, is that they are seamlessly integrated with the quantitative seismic evaluation workflow.
2: Would seismic petrophysics help young or experienced geoscientists? Who do you see as the target audience for this book?
0: I hope this book will help both categories, even though I should say that the main purpose was to target audience with uh, an intermediate to advanced levels of expertise. As I mentioned before, I tried to use the concepts as simple as necessary, while at the same time paying attention to details that are often overlooked in other publications on the subject. Probably the ideal audience for this book is dictated by its title, that is, QI Geoscientists Working in Integrated Reservoir Characterization and Development Teams, uh, by the way, both conventional and unconventional. This also applies to people in exploration groups engaged in such elements of QI as ADO analysis and pre inversion for prospect risk reduction. Certain elements, such as rock physics models, log data conditioning, pore pressure prediction, and the petrographic concepts simplifying rock physics modeling can be useful for young professionals. Finally, uh, the practical aspects of the book may be of interest to both academicians and university students worldwide.
2: What type of challenges does your book set out to solve or help to solve?
0: It is hard to overemphasize overest- uh, the continued challenge of data integration in both exploration and development settings. Basically, all reputable operators and service companies realize the urgent need for what I would describe as quote-unquote all-inclusive but sound and realistic workflow with iterations. Rock physics and seismic tetraphysics in general are designed to facilitate the integration. These fields are often the intermediaries, so to speak, in those iteration cycles, simply because they link uh, geological engineering observations on one end to seismic attributes on the other. There are also complementary chapters, such as one on pore pressure prediction from sonic velocity in conventional shale and another on geomechanics of unconventional shale reservoirs. These subjects are of great interest not only from the QI point of view, but also for drilling and completion technologies.
2: What you call the core of the book, Chapter 4, AVO Analysis, Rock Physics Basis. You offer a different AVO classification scheme and interpretation methodology from the classic scheme. Could you explain briefly how you differ and how that might help users working on modeling?
0: Well, first of all, uh, my classification is not designed to replace the classic one, which is, as we all know, is based on intercept gradient analysis of the ABO curve corresponding to a specific seismic reflection. The aim of the new scheme is to introduce, but in a much more straightforward manner, seismic rock properties of the geological layers forming the interface. By the way, this is also the main purpose of any seismic inversion, so there is a certain amount of synergy here. Consequently, I have chosen to rely on such basic elastic rock properties as acoustic and shear impedances of the layers, briefly AI and SI, instead of velocity ratio or Poisson ratio. By cross-plotting AI and SI from edited and conditioned log data, and overlaying them with specifically designed templates, one can easily predict the ABO class of the geological interface in question. Obviously, those templates are the natural extension of the rock physics models introduced. The ABO class prediction can be readily verified by the synthetic gather modeling and the comparison with seismic CDP gathers. The main goal was to make those templates very powerful, not only in ABO modeling and interpretation, but also in pre-stack seismic inversion for key conventional reservoir properties and parameters, such as, for example, thickness, net-to-gross ratio, porosity, in this order, by the way. In unconventional shale reservoirs, the approach is basically the same. However, the leveraging parameters inverted for are different, in this case, Those are the total organic carbon, TOC, TOC thickness, and fracture gradient.
2: As the industry has moved to unconventional plays over the last several years, catching up with your decades of work in the field, do the fundamental workflows typical for conventional reservoirs still apply?
0: Indeed, the fundamental workflow still applies. After all, seismic amplitudes respond to the impedance contrast at the layer interface. However, there is a shift in focus from net growth and reservoir porosity to TOC and geomechanical properties, such as the Poisson ratio and Young's modules. Those parameters are widely believed to be impacting stress distribution in and around unconventional reservoirs. In turn, those stresses control reservoir fracability and therefore, well productivity. So, the logic here is obvious. Another controversial subject in unconventional reservoir description is brittleness. And, of course, accordingly, it is also discussed at length in my book. I should mention that the science of unconventional shale reservoirs is relatively young and quickly maturing. Respectively, the unconventionals only occupy the last three out of eight chapters of the book. Note, however, that the principle of chapter construction and their logical succession is the same as those used in conventional ones. This is symptomatic in the sense that the workflow starts, always starts with petrographic and geochemical observations, followed by log editing, conditioning, computation, petrophysical evaluation, synthetic modeling, and simultaneous AISI inversion. However, in unconventionals, the end products are different, as I mentioned before. Those are organic richness and fracture gradient.
2: Could you provide a couple of examples where this methodology and workflows described in your book have been successfully applied?
0: Uh, Most certainly. Uh, The first case history uh, that comes to mind was actually published in The Leading Edge in 2002. It was one of the First applications of the simultaneous AISI inversion for net to gross mapping. The object was the Horn Mountain oil field in Deepwater Gulf of Mexico. The workflow applied there allowed the operator to optimize the field development by targeting parts of the reservoir not obvious from the simple amplitude interpretation. I may add that uh, more recently, similar seismic reservoir characterization workflow was successfully tested and applied in North Sea and Norwegian Sea, where simplistic full-stack amplitude-based analysis either failed or turned out to be rather ineffective. My second example might be using the rock physics-based ABO interpretation to de-risk exploration projects in deepwater West Africa and Eastern Mediterranean. It is curious to mention here that both projects had virtually no well control. Nonetheless, they resulted in significant oil and gas discoveries that ushered into further exploration frontiers in their respective countries. Well, uh, finally, a third case history which I might mention as an unconventional example is uh, the Eagle Ford oil field. In this case, the AI's inversion calibrated using seismic petrophysics techniques allowed accurate mapping of TOC and fracture gradient. Moreover, the dedicated petrophysical model to compute TOC and total porosity have been proven most effective in sweet spot identification on sub scale for more optimal landing of the horizontal wells.
2: What do you hope the readers of your book take away?
0: Probably lots of things. I hope this book will uh, help geoscientists and engineers involved in higher carbon exploration uh, and development to broaden their perspectives, to think, quote unquote, outside the box, if you will. It should facilitate interdisciplinary dialogue among the team members in operating companies, as well as between those operating companies' teams and the surface, service providers to optimize data acquisition, conditioning, and interpretation schemes. There is a wealth of data and data-calibrated models presented in the book. This data can be used in academic research and uh, in technology organizations of energy and service companies. The book should be of help to geoscientists those that are interested in focusing on what's important while paying less attention to secondary issues in data analysis. Finally, the book should become a useful reference for those interested in application and further improvement of the models and workflows used in seismic UI.
2: Well, thank you for your time today and elaborating a little bit more on your book. And we look forward to reading this book and interacting with you at the annual meeting
1: and other events in the future at SEG.
0: Thank you very much.
1: At seg.org forward slash podcast, you will find all Seismic Sound Off episodes. SEG members. Don't forget to renew your membership for 2017 at seg.org forward slash renew to take advantage of discounts on SEG books and eBooks like Lev's Seismic Petrophysics. Please subscribe to Seismic Soundoff on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy the show, review us on iTunes. The More Reviews helps more people find our show and learn about the science. Season 1 of Seismic Sound Off is sponsored by the SEG Wiki, home to hundreds of biographies of key geoscientists, geophysical tutorials, and core content from the science of applied geophysics. Visit wiki.seg.org to learn how you can grow the world's first online geophysics encyclopedia. Original music by Zach Bridges. Special thanks to Susan Stamm and Isaac Farley for producing this show. Remember, listeners, we want to hear from you. Why did you choose geophysics? What do you love about the science and the work you do? Email us at podcast at scg.org or leave a message today at country code 1-918-497-4627. Thank you for listening. This is Seismic Sound Off, Signaling Off. Hi, my name is Susan Stamp, Books Manager. The Society of Exploration Geophysicists founded in 1930, is a not-for-profit organization committed to providing high-quality educational, networking, and professional development resources to 24,000 members in 126 countries. SEG publications are an essential resource for students, researchers, and practitioners working in applied geophysics. Be sure to visit seg.org newbooks to read
0: descriptions of our latest publications. Thanks for listening to Seismic Sound Off.